This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Allison K. Hanley, Shattuck, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Guess what? What? I'm going to start off with a note of positivity today. Okay. Because i got to tell you what happened. What so happened? I'm in the line at the Market Basket just a few mm-hmm. minutes ago. And, um, and I've got a bunch of stuff. Just one of those red baskets. I'm not, I don't have a stroller or whatever, a carriage, you know. Mm-hmm. And so i got all my stuff. Bunch of stuff. Couple things happened. One, I'm wake my I'm making my way over to um, cashier number four. Just then, I'm almost there. I'm just carrying one thing. A woman approaches these people at cashier station number five, who have this is a manager approaching these people. A huge car to stop and says, "Oh, there's no line on number four. So I got screwed out of number four because of somebody. And I'm I'm I make. My sacrifice is that I don't have a big carriage. I don't go through all the aisles with my cart like everybody else. I am, you know, I am curling this big, heavy, red one basket thing. Okay. I'm simple. I want in and out, whatever. So she screws me out of that one. So I go to number three. Number three, there's a guy in front of me who's waiting for the guy in front of him. The guy's about 60 years old. He's whatever. He get, manages to put all his stuff on the the conveyor belt and then while i'm just carrying my stuff stuff there's two separator things available mm-hmm. he doesn't use either one he doesn't grab like either one to put them on a thing so i can start whatever and i thought to myself am i gonna devote the time to hate him or no i'm guessing you decided to well pretty time. much but i thought you know that's i i accuse women of doing this all the time of having zero situational awareness mm-hmm. at all. Like, so women, it's almost always a woman who, when I'm trying to squeeze by to take a ride on red and their car is it, a little bit too much in the right lane, they could scooch up and let me, they, who never notice that. Any man who doesn't notice that stuff should be executed. 
but it's so, but anyways, this guy is. So I'm like, why? Well, he, well, he doesn't even. He's not giving me the separator thing, so I can get some groceries onto, onto the thing. You don't just reach over and grab it. That's what I would. Well, do. I, I once all the stuff was on, I did eventually reach over and grab it. But I th- thought like this guy had all the time in the world and two of these things. That's not even the story. Okay. The story is this. So now I'm good at this at Market Basket. I am swiping and hitting uh, uh, pin numbers. You know, you don't have to wait till the transaction's over at Market Basket anymore. You can the moment they ring one thing up, you can swipe, hit the pin number, no cash back, and you're gonna be good to go. So I get all my stuff done. I'm running a tight ship. It's perfect. All the stuff we need. And I notice a guy behind me, and so I take the separator bar and I just chuck it over over there, fine. Turn back over looking towards the the cashier, or whatever, just doing my own thing in my own world. And the guy steps over to me and says, hey. And he's like, close to me. I said, yeah. And he goes, hey, thank you very much. Thank you. And like he made sure he had all of my attention and gave me like this outpouring. And he made sure like that he emoted too. Like that meant something. Thanks for- That you took the time to yes, put the separator Thanks thing? for saying like, thanks for for being considerate enough. It made my day a little better. And it was like, the guy made me feel like a million bucks. And I had been done absolutely, really zilch. I do that for just about everybody. Like, it's not a big thing. And as a matter of fact, I try to avoid any thank you situations. <laughs> but he's like an overkill of profuse thanks and... Gratitude. It, gratitude, yeah. I think that's good. And it was <laughs> wonderful. And I thought, man. It made you feel appreciated. It made me feel appreciated. But also, it's like, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much, really, to make somebody's, like, day. I You also, just as a guy, you never see that much gratitude for that comment. That's very awkward to me, whether or not I give, like, a, a thanks or... Or I expect thanks. Like, I'm always like, okay, here's the thing. Fine, we're just having a civilization here. But it was it was great. And I would compare it to this. If I saw Margot Robbie mm-hmm. just passing her on the street, and I said, um, oh, I, Barbie was great. And she said, oh, my, thank you so much. And then started to make out with me. Do you think, one, that I would let that happen? Yes. Yes, obviously, because I'm <laughs> not gay, right? And obviously, I think you'd understand. You would understand. <laughs> of course, honey. I'm, I'm, I'm not vested with great powers here. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have any of the correct muscles to swat Margot Robbie or other such mids away. I don't, I don't have it. Okay. I but then, if she then took my shirt off and then looked at my discussingness and said, <laughs> "You know what I want to tell you, Tom, is that." You're extremely attractive, and this body is wonderful, <laughs> and I find it very attractive, and I'm sorry you're married, and I'm going to be on my... Like, obviously, none of that is true, and quite the opposite, but if she had actually said that, I would have felt like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. So the powers of transactions is what I'm saying, else. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I read an interesting Twitter thread this weekend where someone was saying that... Um, Part of the reason women don't compliment men and men don't compliment women as much as they would like to is because it's almost always perceived as having romantic intentions. So you kind of almost have to make sure you compliment people of the same sex as you. 
in order to make them feel good because yeah if margot robbie complimented you you would feel good but also you would perceive that to be like intended romantically and women certainly if a man is complimenting them perceive that to be that way yes because generally it's true generally it, but you also might just want to compliment a yes, woman on something some, yes and but that's always like the trade-off is you know do i say this or not because i'm afraid that this person's gonna see it as being romantic when it's not even when you don't intend it romantically right Yes, and that makes it uncomfortable too because because there are times when you want to say yes, well, but also generally, guys, if they're saying something nice to a woman, generally it's it's flirty. Generally, sometimes I mean, not always. Right, I mean, not always, but but then again, I get, there's such a double standard. It's such a double standard. It doesn't uh, it doesn't take much for. Uh, it doesn't take much for a guy, especially pathetic men, and I've known a few. It doesn't take much to bask in the smallest gesture from the opposite sex. Guys are really, <sighs> really low when it comes to this stuff. But, um, but um, so there you go, Alice. Mm-hmm. It was a great day. Thank you, sir, from Mark Basket. My pleasure. It didn't cost me. He made any... you feel appreciated and loved. That's what's right, which I don't get at home. So I appreciate that, <laughs> sir. Thank you. Which brings us, Alice, to a little Sunday show wrap up, if you don't mind. Okay. So some of the highlights, or as you call them, lowlights. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, on some of the shows. Uh, let's see. Where shall we start? I guess we will start with. Um. Well, I mean, the best one. Well, we'll start. We'll go from worst to best, I guess. Um. First of all, start. Well, I got the Carl. I got some of the Carl. Carl, what's his name? Carl. Jonathan Carl. Jonathan Carl stuff with Dan Goldman, the, mm-hmm. the Democratic congressman, on the Hunter Biden stuff. This is this essentially was said in most shows. They were just just minimizing, saying, "Oh, there's nothing there." They've been going after Hunter for five years. Yada yada yada. The line in the plea agreement that is most important and most controversial is this one. Uh, it says the United States agrees not to criminally prosecute Biden, Hunter Biden, outside of the terms of this agreement or any federal for any federal crimes encompassed by the attached statement of facts. Now, the attached statement of facts goes into all of his uh, foreign income uh, that, that, that he received that's the center of, of, of what Republicans have been talking about from Russia, uh, from China, uh, from Romania. Was that too broad? I mean, to have basically a blanket immunity from anything related to all of that income? No, because that's what they've been investigating for five years. And they ultimately determined they could not charge him. And for whatever reason, we don't know. The House Republicans have no idea what the actual evidence is that David Weiss has. And this was an exhaustive five-year investigation. And so what Hunter Biden's But they do have his whistleblowers saying that it wasn't exhaustive. They will not charge him for any crimes related to the investigation that that they underwent. Um, that's fairly typical, and oftentimes prosecutors and defense lawyers go back and forth about what degree of immunity a defendant will get. 
Um, but let's remember, this is not as if it's a new investigation. This is five <laughs> years, and we had testimony of foreign bank accounts, domestic bank accounts, search warrants, hundreds so, of thousands of documents search that they poured that he was over, off about. and ultimately they decided they could not charge Hunter Biden with it, and that's how the process should work. Right, and add to that, with your five years, um, the Fed sat on this evidence for three years. He also added, and I don't know if you got this because I think it was before this part, um, that he also said that, like, well, of course, Hunter Biden's lawyers need him to have immunity from everything because with the way that Trump politicized the Justice Department, they're afraid that if Trump is elected president again, Trump will go after Biden for political reasons and prosecute him for all these things unfairly with his politicized Justice Department. So, of course, it's completely reasonable for them to want immunity from everything. So somehow it's Trump's fault that Biden is getting a special plea deal that nobody's ever gotten in the history of the earth because they're afraid that Trump might come back into office and politicize the Justice Department. I mean, isn't that a little bit rich coming Uh, from them? It's so (laughs) the projection, the gaslighting projection, all this stuff is it's it does tell you one thing that the fact that they simply are spinning and they, and who's the coons the the new senator from mm-hmm. Delaware or is Biden's seat now the fact that they won't answer a question straight up but will spin about the process or uh, talk about Republicans wasting time and Joe that the Republicans are trying to distract by Joe from Joe Biden's economy and this and that that means that they're not that they have made the decision that there's that you can't stake out a position because the unknown is afoot. And they probably have an inkling of some of the stuff that is known, and they're saying, that's is bad enough. So, um, so when they ask question one, answer with the answer to question seven instead. Right. Because it, it, there's not... The, the denials just aren't strong enough. And I understand why, because... The guy probably took money from Ukraine, and they don't want to have to retrench to back to, oh, wait, we didn't say that he wasn't transacting with foreign countries but mm-hmm. da, 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 until they have to. And also, I mean, the fact, oh, but we got to talk, talk about the breaking news, is the prize witness, this is un-effing believable, we should have started here. Right. The prize witness, the Justice Department, who is working with the Bidens to protect mm-hmm. the Bidens, is now trying to gype the prize witness that was supposed to testify tomorrow. Right. They came out on a Saturday and said that they wanted to work out a date to get him to prison because I guess his appeals are out or whatever. But, um, you know, and his lawyers obviously are still trying to, like, play it nice. So they put out a statement saying like, yes, we're aware of the narrative that something about this has to do with his testimony or that it's to intimidate him. And we definitely don't believe that we're cooperating. We're being good, whatever. But yeah, the idea is Devin Archer. He's Mm -hmm. Hunter's former best friend and business pal. Who's already, um, deep kimchi, deep kimchi. Exactly. And so he's, we've known this. He's supposed to testify, Specifically about Joe Biden being put on the phone many times, being in meetings with these foreign with countries, business partners. right? Which is which is why Corinne Jean Pierre changed the language from Biden has nothing to do with any of Hunter Biden's dis- business dealings to uh, Joe Biden was not in business with his son Hunter. 
Right, right. Is the Washington Times reports business cohort jilted by Biden's after federal bus ready to testify to Congress? He's ready to go and sell them down the uh, sell them down the river. So the Bidens now are using the Justice Department to try to grab him, to try right. to apprehend him and lock him up. Holy hell! I mean, how Soviet style yeah, I mean, is this? How often do you hear on a Saturday an announcement that you need to arrest somebody? It's kind of crazy. It's really wild and. I mean, not only that, I mean, so so there were a few themes of the Sunday shows. One was definitely this Hunter Biden stuff. None of them mentioned that Hunter Biden, uh, Hunter Biden's friend, Devin Archer, was about to be arrested before he could testify to Congress. Can we just say how big this is? Um, he is going to get a chance to testify. It's not going to be before Monday, it sounds like. So uh, wait, that they gype him. Yeah. OK. Um, which that's when he's supposed to testify. But so so I don't think any of the Sunday shows mentioned that any of this drama was going on surrounding Devin Archer but um they did talk about the Hunter Biden plea deal falling apart which they didn't expect to happen mm -hmm. and they were not pleased about obviously um they did talk about um the president's granddaughter that he finally put out a statement acknowledging saying blah 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 her mom and Hunter have are trying to work out a deal that's in the best interest of the child and we'll meet her when the time is right. And, bu and, and that is the highlight of the Sunday shows. And that was on uh, State of the Union. That was the panel. Mm -hmm. The panel consists of um, um, Michael LaRosa, Democrat, Scott Jennings, he's the Republican consultant who cleans up every week, and Karen Finney, uh, Democrat. Mm -hmm. Um this was uh, hosted by Casey Hunt, who's also uh, a yeah. somebody Tom Shattuck has a crush on or had a crush on. And listen to this. Listen to the these. It seems to me adult personalities, with the exception of Scott Jennings, play <laughs> psychotic ping ping pong together. Well, yeah, and I mean, obviously, so we all know. Like, of course, this is the right thing for Joe Biden to do and say. Um, is a statement like. This is a family matter, and we're going to work out to see her when the time is right, and we all want what's in the best interest of the child. That statement should have been made back in 2020 when he was running for president, and this was all coming out, and it, you know, the Bidens were denying that Hunter even knew this woman or had anything to do with her and was saying she was a crazy liar, and then it turned out that the paternity test said he was the father. Like, that, that's when that statement should have come out. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it was this long just shows you how horrifically bad this must have been for the Bidens when they tested their messaging. And I mean, like he was getting criticism about this from Democrats because, and we've talked about this because this is like a visceral issue. People do have family members who are impacted by addictions and problems in life sure. and have kids that they didn't mean to have. It's something real that happens to real people. Nobody's judging Biden for that. What people are judging Biden for is how he's reacting to that situation and how he's reacted to that situation has been an embarrassment now for years. And the left has finally and the media have finally started to have to acknowledge that this is going on. So, yes, finally, he came out with the statement where in which he says the right words after way, 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 way too long. But now listen to their reactions to it. So one thing that we heard some of the GOP candidates bring up in Iowa, President Biden is now acknowledging his seventh grandchild. There was a statement out on Friday night. Our son Hunter, they said, and Navy's mother, London, 
are working together to foster a relationship. Say her name, by the way. Say her. Now they're saying her name. They're centering Navy too. Yeah. Relationship that is in the best interests of their daughter, preserving her privacy as much as possible going forward. This is not a political issue. It's a family matter. <laughs> Jill and I only want what is best for our grandchildren, including Navy. So just for a little bit of context here, uh, the president had come under uh, scrutiny for only acknowledging uh, his other grandchildren, his first uh, six grandchildren. I shouldn't say first six. I love this, by the way, that Casey Hunt here mm-hmm. says the president had come under scrutiny. Yeah. Something that the Republicans kept bringing up in Iowa. Right. He had come under scrutiny. It's not that he had ignored his granddaughter, which is the news item. Right. He had it's come under scrutiny behavior. out of nowhere. He had come under scrutiny. We don't understand this. And it's not like, you know, Joe Biden has put himself out there as Mr. Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing I love more than my grandchildren. I always call call my grandchildren. I love my son, Hunter. This is the narrative that we've had about Joe Biden is that he's such a nice family man who really cares about family. So... That's why this was incredibly damaging to him is because that's the opposite of the narrative of how he's portraying himself to other people. And that's why this was so bad. It has nothing to do with Republicans. But, you know, there were a number of articles out this weekend, some about the Hunter art stuff, some about the Hunter plea deal, saying like, gosh, this Hunter Biden stuff really starting to like be too much of a gift to Republicans as though like that's what's important about it. It's not that Hunter's incredibly corrupt and trading off his dad's name. It's not that Hunter is a scumbag who tried to get out of taking care of his daughter and his family backs him up and refuses to acknowledge her. It's that he's giving too much political capital to Republicans by looking bad. Right. That's the problem is that and I, I mean, like I can I can read us some of those articles as well. Some of them are here, but, you know, it just goes on and on. It was like multiple resources, the sources this weekend were doing this as the news story w- was something like, uh, let's see who had it. I think NBC had it. Uh, USA Today had it. Hunter Biden's foibles provide ammunition for Republicans who want to flick, inflict harm on Joe Biden ahead of 2024. So he just has foibles and the Republicans are inflicting harm. Right. Right. Trying to slime the president. Will GOP attacks on Hunter Biden hurt Joe Biden? In exactly. So in other words, right. When you're about to hear played out here how these people are taking this issue. Grandchildren, but the others that the family has acknowledged who have the Biden uh, last name. And he ultimately decided, his family ultimately decided to do this. And Michael LaRosa, uh, you worked uh, for Jill Biden for a long time. Can you help us understand this uh, a little bit? Because I do, I do think for many of the critics, certainly, and there was a Maureen Dowd column uh, about this in the New York Times, uh, you know, this is a very innocent little girl who did nothing wrong. How come they're called critics? Yeah. The people who had a problem with this. The critics of this... The people who think you should acknowledge your own grandchild. (laughs) Critics. (laughs) Critics. Could go either way. I mean. Uh, Despite, you know, what her uh, father, Hunter Biden, you know, may have been going through uh, at the time. Going through. He um, was going through. Wait a minute. Going through? He apparently was selling art for 500,000 at pop. You know, he's been not acknowledging her for a long time. Right. And yeah. trying to fire her mother and cancel her health care for her and his daughter. Why now for the Bidens? And honestly, why did it take them so long? Well, two things. First of all, I respect you as a journalist for having to ask the question, but it is a 
a very gross and uncomfortable subject to talk about as it wait, wait, wait. the Bidens <laughs> put out a statement to the press. A press release was put out to so the press. It's gross that you're you mentioning talk about what the, they put out a press release about. It is. Well, let's not call is, a little girl it, gross. It, it, okay? There, there you go. I've heard being an idiot. Wait, oh, this is a battle of the stupid stars here. <laughs> Listen, you, you like two-faced, fork-tongue, moron, Republic, um, Democratic uh, consultant worm over here, <laughs> and then this ditz over here. So don't call her gross. That's not why the. Please, get your idiot radio signals configured and calibrated so that you're hearing each other, okay? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the inter sanctum of a family and the privacy of what goes on in a family. Did he say inter sanctum? He said the inter sanctum of the family okay. and what goes on. He, That's they, a new one on me. <laughs> they had, nobody would be talking about the inner sanctum, inter sanctum of the family if they hadn't put out a press release regarding the inter sanctum of the family. <laughs> But they didn't ask for this. The Bidens put it out there. And you're right. That little girl, she should not be weaponized by the Republicans. Here we go. We're down there in Arkansas with conservative lawyers and conservative PR people and posting on their Instagram. They shouldn't be weaponizing her. And everybody's welcome to make that. Like, with conservative lawyers, conservative PR people, what are they supposed to be? Which one should you? The liberal PR people and liberal lawyers are giving it a leaving alone weaponizing her wait a second weaponizing her the conservative outlets are the only ones who told her story the left was happy to issue it was happy to ignore it it's the conservatives who got the story out there only now you know since maureen dow guilted the president into it now there's more of the press that feels comfortable doing it but Whatever, it's fifth well, rate, it's fifth like rate politicking, uh, you know, doublespeak crap. And posting on their Instagram, they shouldn't be weaponized. This kid is a really stupid dude. <laughs> and posting on their Instagram. What are they posting this boy that's bothering him? What? What is this? Conservatives are weaponizing Navy on their Instagrams. With their PR people. Instagram, which is why Scott Jennings, the GOP guy, consultant here, it's like it's like when they bring in a tough star in 1980, like James Coburn, to like beat up all the Muppets. <laughs> they would just throw them around. That's what he does. He makes it so easy because he's got these mouth-breathing dolts up there. And everybody's welcome to make their own personal judgments on, on the Biden, but it is, it is frankly, um, frankly. They are a family. They are a family, a real family with real feelings, with real struggles and challenges. Whenever you're getting the lecture of this is, guys, usually we just do this back and forth thing and it's cool. But this is, let's take a step back because this is different. Guys, we're talking about family. And of course. There's a child involved. Don't and don't weaponize the child because and of course, this the- is gross. You call the child gross? No, I'm not. I'm saying about this has to do with the in- inter sanctum of the Bidens, okay? Oh, go ahead. Uh, and, of course, the Bidens have done everything possible to try and make this girl not be part of their family or the intersanctum of anything to do with them. As Trish points out in the chat, they didn't even want her to be able to use the last name. That yes. was like one of the conditions for paying the child support is she's That's not right. allowed to call herself a Biden. That's right. Um, Every other thing that that walks or crawls gets a stocking at the Biden White House <laughs> in the intersanctum, but even maybe the, cannot be represented in the intersanctum. Everybody in the Secret Service, the dog that's yes. biting Secret Service agents left and right gets a stocking, but not Navy Biden. Challenges 
like every family. And I guarantee you that the more that the... By the way, not every family has this prolific dirtbag in the family. We <laughs> both know families who have people with drug or alcohol problems or people who are just wacko, etc. Hunter's got everything. He's got it all. Oh, yeah. He's got guns, drugs, hookers, spies, um, you know, all sorts of drugs. Influence, in the... peddling, yes. politics, dealing with dangerous oligarchs, like every bad thing you can do. He's almost, if he wasn't talentless, he'd be fantastic. <laughs> I know. He's batting a thousand for being a creep. Republicans make this an issue. After your wife's husband, after your brother's wife's husband, after your brother dies to sleep with the wife and then cheat on her with her sister that is like next level yes fifth <laughs> rung from the top dirtbaggery that is well done you deserve some credit in the dirtbag hall of fame you mm -hmm. it will not work voters appreciate well, voters relate to having struggles in their own families they root for people with vulnerabilities they root for people who understand and relate to them and, you know, ultimately, the Bidens are a real family, just like everyone else. The problem is, of course, is they're not a real family like everybody, everybody else. Well, that's exactly why this issue was damaging for Biden. Is right. Because other people do have issues like this and don't handle them this way. Sure. Uh, but Scott Jennings, the president has made being a family man yeah. a central part of his political identity. Uh, it's not Republicans, with all due respect, who made Hunter Biden into a complete scumbag on this and other issues the, the ignoring his own daughter the, for four years and the president of the united states hanging up a stocking for the dog I mean, the and not for his seventh grandchild okay, look, okay. We, can, we can also have Marine, some, we can also have we, sympathy for people who are struggling with addiction let's right. keep this conversation right. respectful I, 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 so, somebody stop, let her make her stop freelancing because when she's <laughs> when her thoughts are allowed to float in space and not on the teleprompter she says profoundly stupid things. Right. Julian Phil say in the chat, don't all families have somebody making millions from foreign oligarchs? <laughs> what was the, the diamond from the Chinese worth? $10,000? I don't remember. Was it $10 million? I don't know. But to the People's Republic of China, should I turn on TikTok so they can hear this? I am for sale for $10,000. <laughs> you can have anything. Listen. I, I totally agree. And you know where I'm from? A lot of families deal with addiction. And you know who ends up picking up the pieces, the grandparents. And in this case, the grandparents would not acknowledge this little girl. It is offensive. But the bottom line is... But they have now. The poll... <laughs> oh, what a hero. The polling must have been yeah, brutal. Just the making polling sure must have been brutal. No, no never, just making sure the facts are out there. Don't let Casey Hunt talk. Please. As though she, Casey Hunt is one of those people who, who... A little bit like Matthew McConaughey was given the gift of really good looks and didn't really have to do a whole lot after that. She is not a thinker. She doesn't have... She, it's okay, because she's beautiful. She doesn't have to think. But she shouldn't be talking without words written down for her. Mm. You know, don't call the child creepy. Nobody said that. But we're about to get dumber, because if you thought that this part of this conversation was already getting uh, absurd, Karen Finney is going to chime in the heart and integrity of Joe Biden as a family man and as a human being and the pain and suffering and loss that that man has been through, including... This is the, the back to, what's his name? This is um, Michael LaRosa. This reminds me of the going thing that you were, when Howie Carr in 1987 would say something about Ted Kennedy and call him fat boy, people would say, you can't, you can't say that he's been through so much. That family has been through so much. 
You can't blame Ted for the things he's things he's been through. It's like it, no, yeah, we understand. It's terrible that the wife got in a car accident and they lost a daughter, and it, it's terrible that Bo died, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the guy's a public official in office. He can take it. He's happy to give it. Okay, so he can take it. As struggles he deals with. With thirty seconds, Karen. I think it is far more appalling to see. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Republicans this week, starting with you, Scott, calling the vice president of the United States a liar when it comes to the very real personal stories. I don't need... I love him laughing. You know, some you know, academic to tell me about the horrors of slavery. It's in my own family. I know from my own family's stories, you now have black conservatives who agree with her. Are they like... She doesn't need some academic telling her about slavery. It's in her own family. That guy, Dr. Allen, who wrote it, it's also in his family. Right. And he's not stupid. Yeah. It's in my own family. A lot of black people involved in writing that curriculum. It's also... A lot of the same curriculum that the AP African American Studies that Ron DeSantis canceled, what they had in there, it's very similar. In it's the, already in it in this curriculum, right? Right. So this is just a political thing, obviously. But but and they're not nobody's but, calling Kamala Harris a liar that slavery was right. bad. It's not like Kamala Harris went on there and said slavery was really bad, and people were like, "No, you're wrong. Slavery was great." That nobody said. Right that but can we also They're calling say something? her a liar about what's in the standard but, <laughs> she our, but also as for what we're watching on this program it's not also not the topic <laughs> right it has nothing so. to do with it i think that conversation is far more troubling than an addict and a bad family situation let me put a pause on it's this an, last it's word a here nice, we're gonna go it's to a break. nice attempt at a pivot but it's not about <laughs> biden's addiction this is about joe biden not recognizing his granddaughter for four years the statement might be well worded but it's inexcusable. It took him four years to acknowledge the child of God that was conceived regardless of the circumstances of that conception. It's a child of God who wouldn't but recognize I, him for years. I understand why Very you'd rather point. talk about that than talk about <laughs> the fact that your party is demonizing people who want to tell the truth about racism while you're trying to reach out to African-American Okay, voters. we're going to keep this... We're- well, actually, he's talking about that because Casey Hunt and the producers told him <laughs> to talk about that. Because the president put out a statement about that, which is why it's a topic for this panel discussion. I am embarrassed uh, for (laughs) the the, for this guy Scott Jennings to go in there and say they really surrounded me with like prolific dumbasses. This is (laughs) this is something I should probably can I get a selfie with you guys? So and then uh, I guess we should talk about that. So that was so that was one of the other themes of the Sunday shows Mm -hmm. was um, Ron DeSantis's racist curriculum. 
And the major takeaway that the media had was that, uh, and this is why people like Tim Scott don't seem to, and Byron Donalds don't seem to understand what they're doing when it mm-hmm. comes to answering the press's questions on this stuff, um, is that the criticisms of the Ron DeSantis curriculum are not coming from the left, according to the media. The criticisms are all coming from black Republicans. Right. Is um, Casey uh, with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy on that topic? So let me ask you a little bit more about the others in the field besides uh, the elephant in the room, so to speak, Donald Trump. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is defending some new state educational standards. Yeah, can I stop here for a second? I don't want to idea, be quote- too, too... I don't want to nitpick here. Okay. But when she just said, it's something some of the other candidates are talking about besides the elephant in the room, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Did she think that we assumed she meant that we meant <laughs> that there's an elephant, elephant in the room? in the room. So she has to qualify it with, so to speak. Because we, I think most people know that the elephant in the room. Is what we call an idiomatic expression. Exactly. It's just being it's colored. It's a metaphor. It's, right, it's a metaphor. Just like the, there, there's rarely ever really an 800 pound gorilla. <laughs> But we we get it, and then she says, "Elephant in the room, so to speak." Mm-hmm. She is. I, I love her because she's attractive and dumb, and that does something. But please, somebody just write everything down for her, please. It's not a good look. So let me ask you a little bit more about the others in the field besides uh, the elephant in the room, so to speak, Donald Trump. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is defending some new state educational standards that include the idea, and I'm quoting here. Slaves developed skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. But Senator Tim Scott points out, quote, there's no silver lining in slavery. I want you to watch what he says, and then we'll talk about it. Slavery was, was really about separating families, about mutilating humans, and even raping their wives. It was just devastating. So I would hope that every person in our country, and certainly running for president, would appreciate that. I'm out on him for this, by the way. Out, 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 out. And Byron Donald's yeah. now. Out on both of them. Are you with Governor Ron DeSantis or Senator Tim Scott on this issue, sir? The reality is I don't trust the media's filtering of what was in that curriculum, so I'd really want to read it in detail and understand what exactly was being taught. But That's I will say That's the this, answer, by the I way, think- that Tim Scott should have given to that question yes. initially because the media is not representing the curriculum accurately at all. In any You're way, right. shape, or form. But these Republicans who use the left's attack against fellow Republicans are doing horrible damage, and they're giving veracity, which is your whole point. So I'll just go to the audio. I think that the division should be, are you with the state of Florida, which was Governor DeSantis's response, or the other side? I don't see it that way. I stand on the side of truth. Obviously, we should be teaching kids about the awful legacy of slavery, but even more importantly, we're not teaching them enough about the ideals that actually do define this country. Personally, I think the deeper problem in our schools today is many of them teaching young black kids, students and minorities, that they're oppressed based on the color of their skin or their genetic attributes. That's the real psychological slavery in the present, and that's what I have the biggest problem with. But I do think that some of these issues and these spats can be distractions from what should Governor DeSantis or Tim Scott or myself or others actually be debating. How do we grow an economy? 
How do we actually lift all people up, revive self-confidence and pride in the next generation of Americans? That's what I think we need to be focused on. All right, I'm going to move on here. I I do think it it is worth underscoring that these criticisms have not come, that we're quoting here, have not come from the media. They have come from African-Americans in the Republican Party. Senator Tim Scott, Oh yeah, he Congressman, just uh, independently decided to review to, the uh, Florida Senator... Department of Education's history standards. Right. And independently just came up with that. It's not like some psychos trying to find something on Ron DeSantis went through them and had Kamala Harris go down there and yell at him about one sentence in the 191 standards that's in their history curriculum that talk about slavery right. and African-American history. Um, it's it's not like that happened. It's not like Kamala Harris spent all her time in Florida just making things up about these standards. And then they asked him Scott about that and he took it at face value. It, you know, it, that's what they act like though. Right. And in this, in this, in this woman who was on, the panel that we just listened to who said, I don't need to hear some affida- uh, academic, uh, Karen Finney, academic, you know, I, in my family, I've heard the stories taught down, have come down through the generations. Well, was the story that, was all the stories that, okay, there was the, um, the, the, the slaves were freed and then uh, your great, 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 great grandfather just walked around aimlessly having picked up no skill, having learned nothing the entire time. And um, was unable to do anything. Yeah. No, I'm... Black people... What they want taught to kids is that black people had no agency in this country until Ibram X. Kendi and Robin D'Angelo came and taught white people how to be better. That black people are oppressed, have no control over their own destinies, have no skills, and can't accomplish anything in this country because everything that has ever happened to black people in this country has been unequivocally bad and you're never allowed to say that any black person has ever succeeded or done anything ever that's what they want taught to black kids which is why they have a problem with this curriculum because black people absolutely have had agency and have shaped their own destinies in many cases throughout history after facing unimaginable hardship because you know that's the point of the story is of black people in America is that you have brought black people to this country under the worst of circumstances and that there were people who managed to overcome that and rise above that Mm -hmm. due to a bunch of different factors. The point, nobody is possibly trying to teach kids that slavery is good. That's such an idiotic straw man to go around saying the point of teaching these standards. And, you know, we read it on here the other day. Um, the professors who developed these standards. Here's one of them. Let's listen to him. It's Dr. William Allen. So there's been uh, there's been a little bit of backlash. Um, this is to, the guy asking him questions. To these standards that you know were put out, and you know, like you said, that you know these were these were done in open uh, open sessions, so the public could you know mm-hmm. listen or watch along. Um, you know, what would what would you say to critics uh, who say these standards um, have set education back? Well, I can't answer critics whom I haven't seen or heard. The only criticism I've encountered so far is a single one that was articulated by the vice president and which was an error. As I stated in my response to the vice president, it was categorically false. It was never said that slavery was beneficial 
to Africans. What was said, and anyone who reads this will see this with clarity, it is the case that Africans proved resourceful, resilient, and adaptive, and were able to develop skills and aptitudes which served to their benefit, both while enslaved and after enslavement. So, in other How words, horrifying! A, what a right. horrific thing to say. Yes, I mean, like, a, so the idea that they're trying to spin this into somebody said slavery was good or beneficial to enslaved people is so utterly insane. But what's what do you think? What's the what's the what's the big picture strategy? Like, why wouldn't you want this kind of information other than the the cynical politics to use it to say Ronda Santos? Well, because, well, first of all, you want black people to think that they can't rise above difficult circumstances in their lives, uh, either in the past or now, because you want them as a permanent victim oppressed class of people. You want to teach black kids growing up that they can't succeed unless something called equity is given to them that only the Democratic Party will give to them. And that that equity can only be achieved by taking things that white people have wrongfully stolen from you and giving them back to you. Right? You want black kids taught that. You don't want black kids taught that how successful Frederick Douglass was or you know, how honored Crispus Attucks was in black Well, history. is there consternation there that the dog whistle is that the education DeSantis, et cetera, and these um, Uncle Toms, I assume, have are saying, uh, hey, just saying, you guys who are hanging around smoking dope all day, just, you know, not doing anything, playing video games uh, with pants way too low, we're just saying that if the slaves could do it, you can do it. I mean, I think that's that's part of the the what they don't want set. I don't think they want black kids taught that because you can't have, have judgment ag agency over their right. own lives, right? Like, no, that they want it taught to black kids that the reason why there are more disproportionately more black people in jail is because of you know, the racism of American history. They want it taught to black kids that the reason why there's fewer black dads in homes and, you know, that police pull over or have more interactions with black drivers or um, with criminals in black neighborhoods is because of something white people did to black people, you know, in the past and that it can't be overcome. It can't be fixed because without Democrats, even though they're the ones who've created the horrific circumstances for most black people in this country, you know, that they, they want little black kids taught that they don't have control over their own futures and their own lives because, you know, because of this oppression that's always existed in the country. And if you can't get ahead, it's not your fault. Don't even try, actually, really. You know, that's that's the message and the moral of the story. Allison J. Shattuck Esquire, what is the hot sauce? The hot sauce is the Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce. They bring to us, of course, the Chelsea Fire Wicked hotline where you can uh, leave a chat chat message for the show. Now, I want to call out positively mm -hmm. for his naming convention. Prowess. Is it prowess? 
Yeah, sure. Prowess. Paul in the car. Listen mm-hmm. to this. Eat, forward slash, Paul in the car, forward slash, raw eggs, and then his Yahoo. You well, see? It, doesn't that mean it's for the All You Can Eat podcast? Yes, though? that's what I'm saying. Okay. Paul is a civilized human. <laughs> and you're saving Rather than a rabble rouser or somebody looking mm-hmm. to use subterfuge to uh, to destabilize this program mm-hmm. as they l- tend to do in the last 10 minutes of the normal show. Yes. How many of the people who leave chat chat messages are Patreon subscribers? Um, a good amount. <sighs> I don't want to specifically tell people who's Patreon who announce who's subscribers. Oh, I see. they can't see each other. I mean, sometimes they can in the chat, but not just on the Patreon okay. page. Okay, okay. Because I was, I was hoping to slander them secretly in the skiff that is the Patreon bonus section. Okay, well, we're where not we also even... work blue. I'm going to work especially blue in today's Patreon. Okay. Okay. Ready. I'm ready. Hello, my my name is Maxwell. Maxwell I used to work for Geico. I'd like to work for Duck Duck Go now. I could go running around and I could go wee wee wee. We love DuckDuckGo. We do. Don't track you. Mm-hmm. Trackers. Hi, Steve from Aramid. Hey, Steve. Uh, playing catch up and uh, a couple things. One, I wanted you to know that the episode called "They Died with Heat" is <laughs> I'm putting that in the top. Three all-time uh, burn barrel podcasts. That, Thank, that you. Great. Thank you. Thank Steve. you, Steve. Hey, hang That's, on. Uh, once again, a comment from uh, John and Wakefield. Yeah, it was brilliant I mean, comment. That was we John. laughed about that like ten times since then. That was John's "Give me your Napoleon" moment. That is <laughs> John. That can be your entire legacy. That one moment of genius. That was mm-hmm. brilliant. You've already done. You're playing with the house's money at this point. You don't have to do anything more, <laughs> and you've already run. You're already in the Hall of Fame. Brilliant. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Burn Barrel Podcast. That was great. And uh, secondly, you guys had an episode where you're talking about uh, Michael Mann mm. or whatever the hell the guy's name is. He of the hide the decline memos. Yep. And, you know, you, Tom, great explanation of the total scam that this whole thing is. But, you know, all I ever do to my climate alarmist friends is point out. Who believes hook, line, and sinker in this bullshit? Uh, look around you. Uh, John F. and Kerry? He is a friggin' nincompoop. And, you know, I like to refer to him as a strutting ass. I just think it's so perfect. The guy doesn't know anything about anything. Joe bleepin' Biden? I mean, just these two are just the worst. Biden's an imbecile. But th- this guy, uh, uh, Dr. Man, I mean, this guy is a pathological liar behind uh, using the guise of science. F this guy. Thank you for uh, enraging me again, but I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. I'm right Happy there with you. Happy to enrage anytime. It's especially, um, it's especially, <laughs> the John Kerry stuff is especially great. This is John Kerry in 2009. Sea ice, which is melting at a rate that the Arctic Ocean now increasingly is exposed. In five years, scientists predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. Sea ice. 
Didn't quite happen that way. Not yet. Not yet. We're 10 years past his prediction now and uh, nothing. What's the other John Kerry cut we have? You have another one, too, a newer one. Um. Yeah, there's a one that was going around. It's a. F- it's from a few months ago. Apparently, he was at some summit, some climate thing that he goes to, and he agriculture explains. contributes about thirty three percent of all the emissions of the world, uh, depending a little bit on how you count it, but it's anywhere from twenty six to thirty three, and we can't get to net zero. We don't get this job done unless agriculture. This front and center is part of the solution. But with a growing population on the planet, we just crossed the threshold of 8 billion fellow citizens around the world. We just crossed that in this last year. Emissions from the foods. Nobody speaks like this. Mm-hmm. But a total dickhead. Fellow citizens from around the world. He's a wannabe Kennedy. System alone are projected to cause another half a degree of warming by mid-century on the current course that we are today. A two-degree future could result in an additional 600 million people not getting enough to eat. And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it. There you go. Doesn't work. There you go. So you're going to have to not eat so much, basically. (laughs) Goodbye, agriculture. That's the problem. I mean, it's good of him to admit that, that like, you know, that a lot of the things that are causing a lot of the carbon to go into the atmosphere are not things that we're realistically going to cut back on. Because if you realistically think we're going to cut back on agriculture, then a lot of people are going to die. Correct. So... Hey, Tom and Alice, Steve hey. Washington. Hey, Steve. I was wondering if we could take a visit to Washington, D.C. soon. Huh? Because I do a daily 12-hour fast where I eat my breakfast at 5.30 in the morning and I eat my dinner at 5.30 at night. So wow. I was wondering what possibilities we could have if I were to go to Washington with you guys for 12 hours to do a fast. Yeah, we could do I mean, a hunger strike. politician got a lot of praise for a nine-hour fast. So I'm wondering what we could do if I did a 12-hour fast. The possibilities here could be endless. So this is what I would say. Um, The first law I would pass is the paprika needs to be six and a half miles away from the um, cayenne pepper Mm -hmm. in the spice aisle uh, because you can mistake the two. And if you come home with paprika when you thought you had cayenne, then uh, that is a tragedy. I use paprika in recipes. No, Alice, never when you want cayenne do you say, you know what, I can substitute with paprika. No, I mean never. So when that you should want be changed. Cayenne. Also, okay. The Next. decaffeinated coffee should be kept six and a half miles away from normal people's coffee. <laughs> decaffeinated coffee is for like people in recovery or posers. There's no reason. If you're not drinking real coffee, just F off. You don't have to be doing that stuff. Get out of here. And also, to you millennials and zillennials mm-hmm. who are vaping, just effing smoke like real men, okay? Stop vaping like some pussy in the back of a restaurant out in the deck, you know, getting your fix. Smoke cigarettes. Pussies. <laughs> Thoughts on that? So true, honey. Thank you. Hi. Steve from Arizona. Hey, Steve. Steve. 
says flip flop slides for Meramites. Now that's he's distorted the naming convention. He says flip flop slides. I was assuming then that's Tim using subterfuge as Steve. I'm being but harangued, I really, Alice. I really enjoyed the discussion of the I can't remember the name of the politician, but the guy that went on the nine yes. hour uh, <laughs> hunger strike mm-hmm. and thirst strike. And I, it brought back fond memories of Rush Limbaugh in the early 90s torching Jesse Jackson and uh, Al Sharpton, who were allegedly on hunger strikes. But there were like photos of them eating lunch in the middle of the hunger strike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, their version of the hunger strike was you have breakfast, you go on a hunger strike for four hours, you have lunch. You go back for another four hours on the hunger strike, and it just repeats itself. But yep. uh, it made me laugh. Thank you. You're welcome. Then Steve, so right, just imagine it was just last year when AOC did the thing where they pretended to be arrested and had their hands behind their back. Remember yeah. that? Pretend they were getting perp like held their hands back there like they were handcuffed. Yeah. Holy frig. Alice, this is called. Or pers- remember when they protested on uh, Catherine Clark and all those people? They were protesting on the House floor, maybe about gun violence. I forget yeah. why, but they did a sit-in on the House yes. floor. They sat on the floor of Congress, and like Elizabeth Warren brought them donuts for their sit-in. And somebody had pizza, Dunkin yeah. Donuts. <laughs> so embarrassing. BB. Burn Barrel. JIB. Uh, Jason in Brighton, maybe? I don't know. We'll find out. Anyway, I appreciate it. Justin in... Oh. Bill Ricca? No. No. In- in um, Indiana, but it, could it be like Bloomfield in hmm. or something? I don't remember. Maybe. Hi, Tom and Alice. This is uh, Jason Baldwinville. Oh, Baldwinville. Uh, there we go. My. Your part, Baldwin. My my mother's maiden name is Baldwin. Exactly from Long Long Island, like the other Baldwins. Uh, have input on a boy's name. Oh. As I have four girls, so I've always had this boy's name. Lucky. Nobody's ever taken. Lucky man, Jason. Lucky. Who would want girls? Seriously. Girls are great. My suggestion, but if I ever had a boy, I would have named him Malachi. Um, now, I like Ron DeSantis. Did you say Malachi? Malachi. Is that got From a... the Bible. Okay. Malachi. Hmm. I don't know where I am on that. It sounds like he's capable of a sinister legacy, certainly. Thoughts, Malachi? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like that it's a biblical name. Would you be cool with Ezekiel? Uh, I don't like Zeke. Mm. And Bybeck. I like how they explain what they're going to do You know, to make changes. They don't say, oh, I'm just going to drain the swamp. They're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do this. That's and- Vivek especially has a really detailed <laughs> detailed plan to mm-hmm. um, to uh, dismember the... Uh, the um, administrative state it's really detailed it's, it's kind of cool listening to it because you that's that stuff's in his wheelhouse he's the he's good to listen to even if some people tell me he's grifting i like listening to a uber competent guy who can think in his feet i got permission and i you know i actually have the power because i looked into the constitution yada 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 what i would find interesting is if at some point Vivek ran with DeSantis as his VP, possible you know, two young guys, very smart guys, that mm-hmm. explain how they're doing stuff. I don't, I don't see how Trump could beat that with whoever his running mate is going to be. I mean, except for that Trump's already got you know his base, you know. But just my two cents. 
I mean, uh, I think have a good one. I think Trump's looking at potentially. Yeah, I mean, but, but for uh, VP, but, I think he's probably also looking at uh, Carrie Lake. I think he's also probably looking at um, Nancy Mace, your friend there. Yeah, but and, and this is, but you're not going to get a VP running mate until the primary is over. Yeah, although people have tried to do that play before. I remember I? Ted Cruz back in 2016, him saying he was going to pick Carly Fiorina oh. as this like last ditch attempt, to, like trying to defeat Trump and. Maybe it was in Indiana. They might have been on the verge of the Indiana primary, and he really needed that. And he yeah. was like, oh, well, you know, if I if the enticement of Ted Cruz is not enough, I'm going to pick Carly Fiorina for my yeah. running mate, which did not uh, entice people away from But Trump to Jason's point, to have these like super young, competent project managers, mm-hmm. it, because people... One of the praise that DeSantis gets is that he was super knowledgeable about COVID, and that's why he was so confident about it. Right. Um, I think that's yeah. That DeSantis be- is a big detail policy guy, and Vivek is too. Yeah, a big detail policy guy. All right, Allison. Okay. Benjamin Muckenfuss. I will say that I bet you this is Tim and Canton. Okay. Hey, folks. Nope. Is it me, or is that pissant who sat outside getting his head blotted <laughs> and with a with a, a cold of towel and had to have uh, emergency crews come in after nine hours of not eating and not drinking? Is this just the new Democrat Party? Because didn't and Cori Bush, I know that Alice mentioned this, she went out and stood by herself out front of the of the steps of the Capitol. Mm-hmm. She brought all, all Oreos, these though. So. Do this crap. Yeah. They, they, uh, you know, they grandstand. And, yeah. But there's no. It looks like no support. They're just morons. Well, but he's that's great. Maybe there say- should be a limit. Yeah, maybe you have to be older than thirty-five to be in Congress, kind of like in the Senate, and younger than eighty. Yeah, and we could just have those people run the country. Those okay. guys actually could feasibly die with nine hours of no liquid. <laughs> that was know. Greg Cesar who did that. He's one of the members of the squad. But you know, my biggest problem is, and I think this is, and I'm surprised that anybody from Gen, Gen X or older isn't thinking this. It's like it, my biggest problem with him and his hunger strike is like, man, you're pussy. Like, what are you doing? He needs a backhand. It's like what, like. You don't. You're a man. Don't. And just like with the with the pretending to be arrested stuff, AOC, get arrested if you're gonna get arrested. At least the people know how to get arrested. You know, historically, you could actually go and raise hell, chain yourself to something, get arrested, get in the cop's face. AOC, haul off and punch a cop and have him throw her on the ground and arrest yeah, her. Say what you like about Catherine Clark's non-binary child. Yeah, at least he was... At least he hit the cop who was trying to arrest him and got in real trouble. Come on, guys. We need we need to make America non-wusses again. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you uh, want to hear the Patreon show, you can find that at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. If you are listening um, on the Patreon live stream right now, you can just stay where you are. We're just going to keep going, do a little more show with you guys. Of course, you can always listen to the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's links to all the places to listen. There's the link to leave a message on the chat chat. You can also find video versions on YouTube and Rumble. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.